You know, for parents, the new year is not only a fresh start, but it's also the perfect time to reassess your co-parenting arrangements and maybe make some necessary adjustments. This is especially true when one parent is struggling with alcohol abuse. So whenever I have a client concerned about their child's safety amidst their co-parent's addiction, I always recommend Soberlink. I have for years. Soberlink is a high-tech breathalyzer system that sends you instant results of your co-parent's alcohol levels. When your co-parent tests, their identity is automatically confirmed with facial recognition and there are tamper sensors that ensure no cheating has occurred. You then get instant proof that your kids are safe in their care. So this new year, let Soberlink support you in building a safer and more positive co-parenting environment. It is a tool that helps keep everyone's focus on what matters most, your family's safety and happiness. Start the new year with the right support. Visit www.soberlink.com forward slash Susan to learn more and get $50 off your device. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. Often the decisions you make in this very early moment of your divorce are decisions that will have a very long lasting effect on not only the divorce process, but how your lives will unfold post-divorce. And so decisions made right now need to be made from a space where you have your feet back under you. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, listeners. It's Susan, and I wanted to open up this episode with a note of gratitude to each and every one of you because I just received some really exciting news about Divorce and Beyond, and I couldn't wait to share it with you all because really without each and every one of you, this exciting accomplishment, it just wouldn't be here. So I was just notified that out of the more than 3.2 million podcasts in the world, yes, 3.2 million, the Divorce and Beyond podcast is in the top 1%, top 1% of podcasts worldwide. So I cannot, I really can't quite believe it. And honestly, this journey would not have been possible without all of our loyal listeners and supporters. So Thank you, and know that I intend to keep exploring and guiding you through the complicated world of divorce so that you can emerge on the other side and have that beautiful beyond that you deserve. Thank you so much. Happy New Year, everyone. So Susan Guthrie here, host of the Divorce and Beyond podcast, 
And while I know that champagne corks may still be popping for some of you, January brings a different kind of change for many, many people. And that is because it is traditionally when we see a spike in divorce filings. You see, January, it's not just about resolutions. It's also sort of unofficially known as Divorce Month. In fact, you're probably seeing this all over the place. I know that I just saw it on one of the local news stations recently, and uh, I'll be doing, actually, for those of you who are here in the Chicago area, be watching Chicago Today in the next few weeks because I'll be doing some segments on there about this fact that January is Divorce Month, and we're going to be talking about that. It's one of the reasons why we started Divorce and Beyond this year with the amazing Kate Anthony discussing her brand new book, The D Word, Making the Ultimate Decision About Your Marriage. And that's because we know that so many people right now are facing the question. And you know what? The stats on that episode back it up. It had huge download numbers because people do want to know right now if they should stay or if they should go from their marriage. I call it the beginning of serious divorce curiousness, right? This time of year where for so many people, They want to know whether divorce is going to be in their future or they make that decision and they want to know what does divorce look like. So today and the rest of this month of January, my guests and I are going to be unpacking the reasons behind the divorce month trend. I'm going to answer uh, some of your most pressing questions about now that the big decision has been made what now? What happens now? Um, and we'll offer guidance on navigating both the emotional and the practical hurdles that are going to come along with this decision. So today's episode will start us off. I'm going to be touching on the early stages of divorce, that immediate a- um, aftermath of what now, once that decision has been made. And I'm going to handle this episode on my own. I know usually I have a guest for you guys, but this is a place that I have been in with hundreds, if not thousands of people in my more than 30 years uh, as a top divorce attorney. And, And I've been through it myself. So I thought for once, I would take this one myself, dive deep with you, and share some of my own insights and advice. So let's dive in. Unpacking January, why it's Divorce Month and beyond. So I want to start out with just understanding what divorce month or divorce season really is. Is January really divorce month? I mean, is this even a fact? Is this, how do we know? Well, honestly, the numbers speak for themselves as does experience, and I'll explain that. So studies have shown that there is a 33% surge in filings, meaning divorce filings. So this is, you know, one of those things that we actually can track, right? We can go to courts and find out how many people have filed for divorce. So we see a surge in filings. It's from January to March, right? And that is because 
Here's what I can tell you anecdotally that I have seen as a divorce attorney for so many years. What really happens when people talk about January being divorce month is that January is when people start reaching out to get information about divorce, to talk to divorce attorneys, to get questions answered about what's going to happen or how should they get started filing. So January is kind of like the beginning of divorce season. But what we really know is that it's March when we see the actual filing date of divorces happening when that that number actually starts to go up. So March is the most the month where we see the most filings, but January is where we see the largest outreach where people are like, okay, the decision has been made, divorce is going to be happening. So divorce attorneys traditionally start getting, uh, it used to be the phone calls, now it's the emails, but we start getting the people making consultations, wanting to come in and start finding out what divorce is going to look like in their particular situation. And that is one of the benefits of a consultation. So I will talk about that a little bit more. But what I wanted to talk about first is why do we see this happening from January to March? Why do people start reaching out in January? Why is this the beginning of that cycle? And I think there's a number of reasons. I think it's not any one thing, but we do know, having just all gone through it, think back, holidays, the happiest time of year, maybe, but also they're a pressure cooker. I mean, it is you're bringing together, you know, families and friends and in many cases, alcohol and expenses and vacation time and all these things where people have very high expectations that are very hard to meet. And you put that all into a pot. And honestly, that's where tensions start to simmer, cracks in relationships get highlighted And it really puts a giant magnifying glass on our relationships. And for many, it's where the breaking point can happen. Um, So I mentioned, you know, there's the financial strains. I mean, very often people spend too much money during the holidays or it just costs a lot of money to get through the holidays. It's also the end of a tax season for many people. So we're entering into that season where a lot of people start paying attention again to what their expenses were, what their incomes were, what money got spent in the year. So those financial strains uh, can come about. You also see a lot of people who get to that point where, you know, it's Christmas again, it's Hanukkah again, it's Kwanzaa again, and nothing has changed. It's it's sort of an, a marker in time. Uh, and we start to say, see and say, well, God, it was, I'm not any happier than I was a year ago. And, and so that happens for a lot of people or a lot of people who just get into the family gathering and and when they base their reality of what that holiday looked like for their family versus that idealized picture in their mind and and they just realize how far what they want is 
from what they have. And then honestly, and I and I've heard it over the years, you know, I've had so many people come into the office in January for that consultation saying not another year, right? It's that whole new year's resolution, new year, new me, new life, new direction. And that for some people calls for a lot of self-reflection, the reevaluating of their priorities. And for many, it can lead them to that decision that it's time to, to see divorce in their future. So I believe that is why, although a lot of the, the cracks start to, to show up during the holidays, January's when the phone gets picked up or the emails start to go out. And part of it is too, that people just don't have the time or the energy to deal with this during the holiday season. But then when the holidays are over, they're really, you know, fresh and ready. So definitely January right now, if you are listening to this episode because the holidays did not go as you wanted them to, the holidays highlighted the the issues in your marriage or re- your relationship or your family, and, and you really just need more information on how to move forward in a better way, then this is the beginning of the episodes for you. And, and that is why I am doing this, this series, this month of January on divorce and beyond. The first episode of the year, as I mentioned with, with the wonderful Kate Anthony is all focused on should I stay? Should I go? But now I'm talking to those of you who are in the it's it's divorce time or divorce is happening time. And there's really you fall into two camps. Let me just talk about those for a minute. We have those people who have been back and forth and back and forth with the question of should I stay or should I go? And you are you are at the point where you know it's I should go. I, this marriage is ending. So that is one camp. And then there's the other camp, which is the spouse who generally has just been informed or is going to be informed in short order that that divorce is in their future, whether they knew it or not. And that's the most common two cases that we see. The one party who decides it is going to happen and they inform the other person. There's really... It's a rare situation if you are in a couple who sits down and decides together that a divorce is going to happen. I I honestly, I can't tell you why that is the situation, but that is the most common situation is that it's one person decides and the other person is informed of the fact that they're getting a divorce. And this really is one of the issues that starts off divorce so often on what I'm going to call a a negative or bad footing, honestly, is this paradigm that it's one decider and one person who's informed. And that is because, as I mentioned, the decider, the person who has decided to get a divorce, well, they've been thinking about it for a long time. Statistically, we know that, you know, that's the approximately four years it takes people to determine that some people longer, some people shorter, but they've at least been thinking about it. Whereas often the person who's being informed that divorce, a divorce is happening, it's brand new news to them. And I say that even if the two of you have had talks about divorce before, it's never happened before. And so now 
Even if you've told your spouse many times in the past that you're getting a divorce, if it hasn't happened, all you've really trained the, the other person to do is hear you say you want a divorce and it not happening. So the fact that it's different this time and that a divorce is really going to happen means this is brand new to one of you. And when you have two people starting from a different place like that, that is what initially can cause so many problems in a divorce. And that is where I want to start with giving you some tips from my both my personal experience and my professional experience. And that is whether you are in camp one or camp two, whether you are the decider or the person who's been informed that there's going to be a divorce, the very first thing you should do, whether you're on either side, is give both yourself and your spouse what I call the grace of space. Whether you made the ultimate decision or whether you've been informed that divorce is in your future, it is important that to the best of your ability, both of you do nothing right off the bat. Get your feet back under you. Take a pause. Let it sink in for both of you. And don't make any major decisions in this space. And by major decisions, I mean, don't start talking about who's going to keep the house. Don't start talking about what your parenting plan is going to look like. And please don't go out and hire the first divorce attorney that you speak to. Because so often people do those things. And I will tell you, decisions that are made in this highly emotional time are usually the wrong decisions, and they are the hardest decisions to back away from when you realize that they are the wrong decisions. And so often the decisions you make in this very early moment of your divorce are decisions that will have a very long-lasting effect on not only the divorce process, but how your lives will unfold post-divorce. And so decisions made right now need to be made from a space where you have your feet back under you, where you have your emotions under control. And if you're listening to this episode, and even if you're the one who made the decision, or you've just been informed that you're getting a divorce, I guarantee you're just, your feet are not under you right now. You need to take a pause, give yourself the grace of space. Deciding to divorce is a roller coaster. So if you're that person who's made the decision, you have been swirling. How long is it going to take? How will our assets be divided? What's going to happen to our kids? How do I even take the first step? Don't worry, we're going to talk about those things. But you've made the big decision. You've, you've struggled with that. Give yourself a moment to let it sink in. And if you're the person who has been told you're getting a divorce, all those questions are going to come to you as well. Also, the why can this marriage be saved? You've got a whole you know, additional bunch of questions that you're going to be struggling with. All those questions lead to high emotion. They are not good emotions for the most part. This is you know, feelings of sadness, feelings of anger, feelings of rejection, feelings, all those feelings, you need some time to get those under control. So I truly mean this if you take nothing else from this episode. In this moment in time, give yourself and your spouse the grace of space. Take that time, right? So 
once you have had that opportunity, I do always tell people it's time to start building your teams. And I, I should have said that. I said it as teams. I would ideally like it to be your team. And when I say your, I mean you and your spouse, your family. Ideally, I would like to think that once you have your feet underneath you, both of you, and you have your emotions under control, you can make decisions as to how to go through your divorce and you can talk about the different processes that are available to you. And I have many episodes of Divorce and Beyond that talk about all the different different ways you can move through the divorce process, how you can make and answer all of these questions that I just mentioned, who's going to get what, who's going to pay what, who's, where are the kids going to be? Those questions do need to be answered, but there are a lot of different ways to come up with the answers to those questions. The best way is the two of you make decisions together and come to agreements about them. The worst way is that you have to go in front of a judge, tell the judge all of your dirty laundry, and have a judge tell you what you're going to do. Those are the two extremes. And so the decisions you make today in the early days of the divorce about the process you're going to use to get through your divorce, who you're going to hire to be on your team to support you as you go through your divorce, I hope you're starting to see just how important those decisions are. So when you start building your team, you want to build that team from a place where your emotions are under control and you're thinking about building a team that's going to get you and your family to the future that you you want. And hopefully that includes being able to co-parent peacefully, being able to both live and go forward and be financially stable and emotionally stable. And doing that in a way where you are cooperative together, which you may not be feeling very much like doing in this moment because you're in the very, very early emotional days of divorce. But ultimately, if you want your life after divorce to be one that is cooperative and best for your children, then in this moment in time, you're going to start building a team together that's going to help your family restructure in a way that will get you to that future that works best for all of you. And when I say all of you, again, I mean you, your spouse, and most importantly, your children. Hello, amazing listeners. As we're navigating the complexities of divorce and beyond together, I've noticed how many of you are not just seeking personal growth, but are also passionate entrepreneurs and business-minded individuals. And that's why I want to introduce you to my other podcast, the Make Money Mediating Podcast. On Make Money Mediating, I dive into the world of business and entrepreneurship. It's a space where I share insights and strategies on how you can thrive in your professional life, especially if you're interested in the field of mediation or law, but really if you are a business person seeking success in any field. Each episode is packed with tips, stories, and bits of wisdom to help you grow your business and make an impact. So if you're someone who loves divorce and beyond, and you're looking to expand your business acumen or explore the world of mediation, the Make Money Mediating Podcast is your next must listen. 
Join me there after this episode and let's continue our journey of growth and success together. Stay tuned for more from me, Susan Guthrie, as I share my essential tips for navigating Divorce Month if you have determined that separation is in your future. This is what you need to know from day one. So keep listening. It is not divorce that harms your children, that harms kids, that leads to bad outcomes for kids of divorced parents. It is not the divorce itself. It's how you handle the divorce. If you're not certain divorce is in your future or you're struggling with the question, be sure to check out the special January 1st episode featuring Kate Anthony as she answers those questions that people ask when they are deciding whether they should stay or go. She shares insights from her brand new book, The D Word, Making the Ultimate Decision About Your Marriage. And I promise you, it is gold. Nobody wants to be the one to break up with somebody who you know they're gonna, you're gonna shatter them, right? Like nobody wants to be that. And you deserve to be happy. And now we return to today's show. The next thing I want you to remember is your children. If you are going and facing a divorce in this new year and you have children, you need to understand that every decision you make about your divorce is going to have an effect upon your children. And I know you know that. You're thinking, Susan, of course, just the decision alone to divorce is going to have an effect on my children. Of course it is. But here's what we know as divorce professionals. Here's what statistics tell us, what studies have shown. It is not divorce that harms your children that harms kids, that leads to bad outcomes for kids of divorced parents. It is not the divorce itself. It's how you handle the divorce. It is the level of conflict between their parents that causes them harm. So again, if you want your children to come out of the divorce process as whole and as well as possible, the decisions you make right now in your divorce process, how you're going to get divorced, who's going to support you during that divorce, and how you and your spouse are going to treat each other and them during this divorce, all of those things have a direct impact on how your children will be and come out and live their lives beyond this. You also need to remember that everything you do right now is showing your children how to handle disappointment, anger, fear, rejection, and all those negative, whatever those negative emotions that you are feeling right now, how you and your spouse handle this is what you are going to model for your children when these things inevitably happen, I'm not saying divorce will inevitably happen in your children's lives, but no one goes through life without disappointment. No one goes through life without rejection, without feeling fear, without feeling sadness, without feeling anger. So when you get up in the morning, I want you to think about what you're modeling for your children in this divorce process. And So when you feel like I cannot give my spouse the grace of space in this moment, 
I must respond with anger. I must respond and fight about this. I must respond to the nasty snide remark they just said. Think about what you're modeling for your child or your children in this moment. They are your guiding light. One of my recent guests uh, called her son and said her son through her divorce has been her North Star. And I just, that, I think that is such a truly impactful way for you to start off with the mindset of how you're going to manage your divorce. So remember, again, this episode is about what to do in the, okay, the decision's been made either for me or I've made the decision, but divorce is happening. What do we do now? In that area of the grace of space, getting your emotions under control, building your team, and putting your children first. You're going to need to take the time to always make those decisions from a place where you are able to navigate and control your emotions. Another thing to remember is that divorce is a grief process. It is a process where you are actually going to go through the entire cycle of emotions that you feel when someone dies or leaves you in a million different ways. And again, this is both sides of that fence, the paradigm, whether you are the person who has been informed you're getting a divorce or guess what, folks, if you're the one who decided to get a divorce, grief is going to happen. There will be anger. There will be sadness. There will be fear. The whole spectrum of those emotions. You have to allow yourself to feel them and you need to get support as you are going through this process. So that is another big tip for you is that you need to, in this time, embrace self-care taking care of yourself and getting some support, putting a support system into place. So two things there. Your self-care is, you'll, you'll hear it all the time when it comes to divorce. It's the oxygen mask on the airplane analogy, because right now you're already, if you're a mom or you're a dad, you're already pulled in a million different directions in your everyday world. And now divorce comes into it and everybody needs something and everything just got that much harder. You're like, I don't have time to take care of myself. I don't have time to be upset. I don't have time to eat well. I don't have time to exercise or whatever it is that comes into your world as self-care. This is the most important time. And it's all part of that cycle because if you don't take care of yourself, then you're not able to manage your emotions. And if you're not able to manage your emotions, the level of conflict in your divorce is going to go up. And if you have a high level of conflict in your divorce, your children are going to be negatively impacted. And then your lives post-divorce are going to be more difficult. Your co-parenting is going to be more difficult. And it continues and it continues on. So anytime you think that your self-care comes at the bottom of the list, remember the cycle that I just outlined outlined for you. Make sure you eat healthy. Make sure you get some exercise. Do things like journaling. Connect with your loved ones. Find people who are there to support you. And you're also going to need your support system. And this can be your family and friends, but it also should be some other individuals and some professionals if you can afford it. 
Um, and there are varying different ways to find this help. You can get, I, I always strongly urge people to have a therapist so that you have a safe place to process your emotions. All those emotions that we've been talking about don't just go away by themselves. Just giving them time is not enough. You're going to need to process them and feel them. Having a therapist help you with that, even if it's only one hour per week, giving you a safe place to let that shit out is important. So if you can afford a therapist, I highly recommend it. I will also tell you, you've heard me say this on oh so many episodes, but getting yourself a good divorce coach is probably the most important thing you can do for yourself. They are there to help you work toward that future that I've mentioned a few times, work toward the beyond that divorce and beyond is all about. So having a therapist who helps you deal with the emotional content and your past is really important, but having a divorce coach who helps you deal with managing your emotions and moving through the divorce process and moving, creating and moving toward that future that is equally important. So as part of your self-care, you are going to want to also build, start building that team with a therapist and a divorce coach if you can. Many, many episodes. Everything that I'm talking about in this episode is actually an amalgamation of tips that are, you know, throughout all of the divorce and beyond episodes. I've had so many, you know, experts on over the years. We've shared so much about every single tiny aspect of divorce and beyond. So there's definitely deeper dives into all of this information, but I'm giving you that high level understanding of what you're going to do today as you've made that decision, what the beginning of this process starts to look like, right? So you're, you're thinking about all of the things that you need to do. You're thinking about all of these big decisions that need to be made to get you to the next stage. You know, where are the kids, you know, what's custody going to look like? Where are the kids going to live? Who's going to pay for the house? Who's going to keep the house? That's the number one one that everybody wants to decide right away. Take a deep breath. Put those decisions aside to the extent that they can be in this moment only make the decisions that are absolutely imperative in this moment and start working on building that team. Get the therapist, get the coach, and start working on getting your emotional content under control. Truly the most important thing. And if you feel like you're under control, but your spouse is not, I guarantee you, here's another guarantee, if you give them some space and let them work through some of their emotional content, get some support for themselves, you are actually going to have a better divorce. Your children will have a better experience because you cannot force someone into being reasonable and behaving reasonably and making reasonable decisions, which is what divorce in its best hour is all about. If they are swilling in anger, fear, resentment, and anger and grief, they're not going to make good decisions. They're not going to be reasonable and you're not going to be able to reason with them. So don't put yourself through that. Don't put your children through that. Everybody needs support in this process. You all do better when you have that support. 
once you've managed, you know, to get that space where the space has given you some ability to be in a place where just good decision making can be done, or at least reasonable decision making can be done. This is, and, and again, maybe at different times with you and your spouse, you may need to give them a little more time that is time well spent if they are doing something that's going to help them get their man, their emotions under control, if they're getting the support that they need. But at some point, you do need to move this process forward. We've got to get practical, right? What are the actual practical aspects of the divorce process, the preparation, the moving through it? So there's a few things that you need to know. You've made the decision. Now it's things like gathering key documents, your financial statements, your tax returns, the property deeds, all of those, that financial information needs to be pulled together. And this is the time, especially when people are highly emotional, where they start thinking they're going to get all sneaky with this stuff. Let me explain something to you from the legal perspective. It's very difficult to be sneaky about your finances because finances, for the most part, have a paper trail. All you do when you try to get sneaky with your finances, when you try to hide stuff, when you try to lie, when you try to keep things from being disclosed, is you draw out the divorce process, you make it last longer, cost more money because more professionals will have to get involved and you'll end up in court more often being told that you have to turn over financial information and it will get more acrimonious because you've been compelled and forced to do something that frankly you should be doing as a part of the process. It's required by law in every state in this country that each partner fully and completely disclose their finances. It's not up to you to decide what's what's marital and non-marital. All your finances get disclosed, and then it will be determined whether it's marital or non-marital. So pulling together all that financial information is definitely a part of the practical aspect of this. There are professionals who can help you do this, who can tell you what exactly you need to pull together, who can help you make these financial decisions. Certified divorce financial analysts are the cream of the crop. I've had several of the top CDFAs in the country on the podcast listen to some of those experts. We have Heather Locus coming on later this month. We're going to do an entire episode with Heather's top tips for you. Be Stay tuned for that episode. But, you know, there's we have three or four other episodes with Heather and several other, as I said, some of the top financial experts in the country have been on this show. Listen to those those episodes. But bottom line is you need to know what's in the financial pie before you start dividing up that financial pie, before you start talking about who's going to pay what in support, who's going to receive what in support. So all those important decisions about those things, who's going to pay what, who's going to keep what, who's going to sell what, who's going to get what, those are all really important, but you don't make those decisions until you know exactly what you're dealing with. So people always jump ahead and deal with the dividing. Don't divide until you know the full pie. The other aspect that you're going to have to come to terms with and start thinking about is your parenting plan. Is how your children are going to spend their time 
between their parents, with their parents, what that parenting plan will look like. And this is where I always encourage parents to remember that there is no I in the word parent. Parent, parenting plans, there's a whole episode with the most amazing parenting expert in the country, Christina McGee. She's also going to be doing an episode this month for you on parenting plans. I mean, I'm really pulling out my top people here for you in this month to give you information, but there is an episode with Christina called Parenting Plans Aren't for Parents. You and your spouse are going to work out a parenting plan that works for your children, that is best for your children. So what does that mean? You don't know that in five seconds. That is something that is going to take a lot, but When you sit and think about what's fair to you as a parent when it comes to your children's time, because that's what we hear all the time as divorce professionals, well, it's not fair that he or she gets this holiday or that weekend or six more hours. It's not fair. Who? It's not whether it's fair to you. It's not whether it's fair to your co-parent. It's what works for your child. And so I encourage you to be looking at it. And if you need a team member who can help you and your spouse work out what's best for your children, which frankly, a lot of parents need. Parents who are still in a relationship have a hard time agreeing on what's best for their children all the time. I don't know any who do it, as a matter of fact, 100% of the time, but Certainly, while you're going through a divorce or separation, there's nothing wrong with needing a professional to help you keep your child centered. Get someone like Christina McGee on board. There are parenting experts out there or get her book, Parenting Apart. She is a wonderful resource. There are a lot of fabulous experts out there, parenting experts out there. In a future episode that's coming up just in a few short weeks with Orisha Smolarski, uh, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist. We have her on. She has a brand new book called Cooperative Co-Parenting for Secure Kids, The Attachment Theory Guide to Raising Kids in Two Homes. Another wonderful resource. Um, I don't want you to think you have to pay money or large amounts of money for professionals. Many of them have programs or websites or podcasts or resources for you where you can start pulling this information together. And don't feel badly if you don't already know every little aspect of this. It's not expected of you that you know all of this. I have been doing this for 30 plus years. I interview top experts in the field every day for this podcast. And I still learn something every single day about the process, about children, about people. There's always something new to learn. So you can never learn enough. This is a wonderful time as you are pulling everything together to start learning about what's going to work for you, what's going to work for your spouse and what's going to work for your children. And I say that about your spouse as well. And I know some of you are out there, I don't care what works for them. You do if you have children and you do if you want to come to agreements because you have to keep in mind what they want in order to get what you want. Again, another episode, I have an entire episode on how to negotiate your divorce and how to get what you want. I I had on Andrea Schneider. She is literally the professor who wrote the book's that teaches lawyers how to negotiate. 
She wrote the book on negotiation that lawyers learn from in law school. And she was on the podcast telling you how to learn how to negotiate, right? It is a skill. It is something that we learn. Number one rule is know what the other person wants, what incentivizes them, because the more you can give them of that, the more likely you are to get what you want. And that's the other tip, folks, know what you want. And this is something that you're going to start working on as you're pulling things together. So we've talked about the financial. You're going to start pulling that all together. We've talked about the financial professional you might want to be accessing a CDFA. Um, You may also want to have a parenting expert or a parenting resource, somebody who can help you with working through what's going to be best for your kids. So we've been building that team. I've talked about a divorce coach. I've talked about your therapist, the CDFA, the parenting expert, but I've left one out, right? I know you're all sitting there and saying, yes, Susan, but what about the family law attorney? Yes. Yeah, I am one. I certainly think that people should have one. However, I also think they do not need to be the very first professional that you hire. And in fact, in most cases, it's better if they're not. In many cases, it might be the last person you hire. And that would be especially in a case where you are going to mediate your divorce, because I think that having an attorney who supports you in mediation means finding the right attorney. And your mediator is the best person to help you find those attorneys. They know, trust me, we good to mediators. If you listen to my podcast, you know that I have been a divorce mediator for the past 12, 13 years. I'm considered very good at it. One of the things that I know is that it's very important that both of the parties have appropriate and, and excellent attorneys supporting them through the process. That is not a litigation attorney. You want mediation-friendly attorneys, but you do want people to have legal advice and support through the process. The divorce process is a legal process, so it's very important that people have a divorce attorney to give them divorce advice. But if you come at it through litigation, if you come at your divorce fighting over every single detail That leads to the conflict cycle that I've already talked about how negative that is for your children, but the conflict cycle also feeds itself. The more you are in conflict, the more it will lead to additional conflict in the future. And if you want a life post-divorce that lets that shit go, you do not build conflict through the divorce process. The more conflict you have during the divorce process is directly proportional to how much conflict you're going to have in your life after the divorce process. People who mediate their divorce, who manage to come to agreements, who are able to work through the issues of their divorce cooperatively are the people who, when the divorce is finalized, get to move on with their lives. The people who fight their way through the divorce are the people who are going to fight their way through their beyond. It is just a fact. So making those decisions today is more important than you could possibly think. You need your team, but be do it intentionally. Build that team intentionally and build them to get you to the life that you want post-divorce. I know that life post-divorce, if you are sitting here and you're like, Susan, we just made the decision or I just made the decision to get divorced or I just heard that I'm getting divorced, I know 
that that beyond feels so far away from you. But I promise you, I've been there. I talk to people every day who are going through it or who have gotten there. And it will happen. And it will happen in a much better way if you're able right now to work on the emotions, get your feet under you, make good decisions to start this process off so that you and your family can restructure in as healthy a way as possible and move forward into that beautiful beyond. January may be divorce month, but it is also a time for new beginnings. And while separation can be painful, it is a path to a happier, healthier life. I want you to remember that you are not alone. This is the time to seek some professional guidance, to prioritize your well-being, and to approach this journey that you are on with courage for yourself and your children and compassion for yourself, your children, and your ex, your spouse. So this is the, just the beginning of the conversation that we are going to be having this month. As I mentioned, I'm going to be having on financial professional, Heather Locus. I'm going to have on a parenting professional, Christina McGee. We are going to be talking about all of the things that you need to know as you're moving through or into the beginning of this divorce process. So tune back in over the next few weeks. Go into the archive, start looking for episodes that are the ones that would like, you know, that are, are on the topic of the moment. If you have a topic, I pretty much can guarantee there's a Divorce and Beyond episode about it. And if I don't have it, go check out the Divorce Survival Guide. Go check out Moms Moving On. There are a lot of fabulous resources out there for you. Go check out the website, divorceandbeyondpod.com. I have additional resources on there for you. In addition, be sure to follow me on Instagram. It's at Susan Guthrie ESQ. Um, I have a lot more information that I put out on there with tips and downloadables and giveaways and things like that. Um, be, but always be sure, please subscribe to the podcast because it's e the easiest way for us to get information out to you. Subscribe to the newsletter. It comes out weekly. You can do that on the website again. Just know even the toughest of journeys can lead to the most beautiful of destinations. And I know that the days may seem dark today, but they are going to get better. Divorce and Beyond is here to help you. I am here to help you. And as my friend Kate Anthony of the Divorce Survival Guide just said, you, my, my darling, deserve to be happy. And it may not seem like it's going to happen in this day, but you are on the road toward that. As you move through your divorce and beyond, stay with this series. We're going to get you there. You're not alone. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.